Welcome to the No Neutral Moments podcast. My name is Patrick Payton, and it's my pleasure to discuss, to explore, and maybe even to discover what it means for each one of us to live our lives fully engaged, to challenge each one of us to be fully aware, and completely expecting to engage to the fullest everything we've been designed, called, and gifted to be. So with all this in mind, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get engaged. Well, welcome back to the No Neutral Moments podcast. Thanks again for spending a little bit of your time with us. I've heard many of you spend your time listening to this podcast on the way to work or on the way home from work. And so that's part of the reason why we have tried to keep this thing to about uh, a little under 20 minutes each time. That way you uh, you don't uh, have to turn it off and come back. But again, so thankful for all of you who have been sharing the podcast, who have been talking to your friends about the podcast as uh, you know, a little bit of history. Some of you might not be aware of this, this whole idea of no neutral moments as we've shared before in other podcasts just came from life experiences. And then when I made a bit of a career transition away from the pastoral role at Stonegate Fellowship, just decided um after listening to a lot of people, we would just keep pursuing this topic and keep trying to, I guess for lack of a better word, build this brand. And so we have been just continually thankful for all of you who have continued to help us in this regard. And so I think I told you a podcast or two ago that we would continue to try to build the brand and and offer some more things and some more tools. And we'll be doing that after I get uh, through with this little season in my life that most of you are aware of, some of you may not be aware of, that we, uh, we're we running for mayor here of Midland, Texas. And so we've got about 19 days, I think, until the election. So it's an exciting time. It's been a tremendous experience. And... Um, and then we'll kind of get into Thanksgiving. We'll continue to do our podcast through Thanksgiving and December. And then hopefully by the beginning of the new year, we'll be doing some new things on our website, new things with mail, and and just really trying to grow the audience. And uh, I guess for lack of a better term, grow the business so we can continue to uh, reach out and hopefully bless you with this consistent, um, I guess in honor of today's podcast, this consistent message of a paradigm that says there just are no neutral moments. And I'm going to start carrying this recording apparatus around with me because it seems like I run into stories over and over and over again with people who have uh, just, they've had no neutral moment experiences and and we need to share those and we need to hear those stories. So I hope you are doing well. And last week we started this whole discussion about paradigms and honestly, for those of you who've known me for a long time or have listened to me for a long time, um, it, it's not a new subject for me to talk about this way we see the world and how we have to change the way we see the world and the things around us. But I'm just going to, I think I can say this in a way that it comes across correctly, not that it's going to be offensive or anything, but I want to describe kind of what's going on in my mind in my work in the last year, and, and even in the uh, later years of time uh, being a pastor, I'm not so sure that uh, I was really aware of just how um, small and large paradigms can be. Remember, a paradigm being an inherited or a learned mental map of the way things are and of the way things should be. I, I don't think I really... Um, 
fully grasped how small and large paradigms can be. And I don't think I fully grasped how quickly you can form a paradigm. In other words, a paradigm of the way you see the world might be a product of the way you were raised. For instance, the the issue of racism. Racism is an inherited and learned paradigm that translates into behavior. And it takes a while. It takes time. It takes maturity. It, 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 uh, it takes faith to change that paradigm and to get that thing right and to get yourself right and look at people as, um, as people and not by the color of their skin, not by their uh, religion um, or what you think they believe, whatever it might be. But we also form what I would call maybe many paradigms in different seasons of our lives. We form many paradigms about, well, here's a goofy example. I have a paradigm about a mall, a shopping mall. I don't like them. And I have all kinds of thoughts about malls. And that's an inherited way of thinking from spending time in malls. And, and so I understand, goofy example, kind of stupid example. But I want you to know, we, we form paradigms. Let me put it another way. We oftentimes call them opinions or first impressions. And opinions and first impressions are paradigms because we either let them settle in or we allow them to be changed. So you form an opinion of somebody. You've heard the phrase first impression. And that turns into a paradigm unless you realize it's a dangerous way of seeing someone and you change it or you allow yourself to get to know someone and then you change that paradigm. So anyways, an inherited or learned mental map of the way things are and the way things should be. And I told you last week how we we create paradigms to really give order to our world in some regards. We create ways of seeing. We create ways, we create mental maps to create a sense of security around us and a sense of safety around us and the things we believe. Because really hardcore paradigms, uh, when, when we're challenged to shift those hardcore paradigms, it's, it's dangerous for us because it changes our world. And, and our paradigms dictate the way we behave. They, they dictate beliefs, and sometimes beliefs dictate even paradigms. And, and thus, it dictates what we do because you do what you believe. You do who you are. You, what you, who you are dictates what you do. And so as a result, these are powerful controllers of behaviors. So before I move on, I, I want to ask you, to whether whether you're in your car, whether you are at the office, whether you're at home, whether you're running, whatever it is you're doing, really give some serious thought to the paradigms in your life and the mental maps in your life. And, and whether that's some paradigms of the way things are supposed to be done in church, your faith family, your faith walk, whether that's family paradigms, to get real serious here, some of you have inherited family paradigms of behavior and whether that is failing marriages in the history of your family tree, whether that's addictions, whether that's the way you treat each other, whether that's the way you talk to women, whether that's the way you talk to men, those are inherited paradigms. They are learned mental maps of the way things should be or the way things they ought to be, and that's why you do the things you do and say the things you do. But maybe even a more important paradigm, or paradigms in the plural, is the paradigm in which you see yourself the way you describe yourself, the way you you mentally map yourself. And most of us mentally map ourselves negatively. We do not mentally map ourselves 
with the great and incredible value that has been given to us by our creator. We actually still believe we're the mistake he made. We still actually believe we're the one he's mad at most of the time. And this isn't everybody, but you have controlling mental maps and paradigms about yourself. This is why in the book of Romans in the new Testament, it says in Romans chapter 12 to not be conformed to this world, to not be conformed to the way the world thinks, or even the way the world defines you. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, it says, but be transformed. Let your mind be transformed. And there's so much more to that that we're not going to go into in this podcast, but the transforming of your mind is a in, inside-out first issue that then controls the way you see the world, controls the way you see people, so on and so forth. But let's press on. If you listen to the last podcast, I wanted to, I told you I wanted to share with you some stories um, about radical paradigm shifts that I thought were just incredible. And in the TEDx talk that I gave, I've told this story of Roger Bannister, and I told it recently at another event uh, where I spoke. And I tell it a lot because it's really one of my favorite stories. And, and the first time I read it was in the uh, uh, actually the Seven Habits book. I think it was the seven habits book, but it's the story of this guy named Roger Bannister, the runner who back in 1954 was just a person who he was a competitive sprinter. You could call it a competitive sprinter. He ran the mile and up until 1954, up until through April of 1954, no one had ever run uh, a four minute mile or less. And as a matter of fact, it was an accepted paradigm among the scientific community that no person could run a mile in under four minutes, even given impossible, perfect conditions and, and literally science and, and um, athletic scientists had tried to develop this idea of what would be the perfect conditions for someone to run a sub four hour minute marathon. And they just said it was impossible. So, so think about this controlling paradigm and, and also think of it this way. It's 1954 when this paradigm is going to be shifted. And so what I'm telling you is we were not living in the dark ages. I mean, I mean it, it was 1954, World War II was over. We were still experimenting with rockets. In the next decade, we'd be headed towards the moon. I mean, it was a, you would call it a modern age. You know, they didn't have the internet and things like we take for granted, but it was a modern age. So we're not talking about the stone age where, where things are impossible. But somehow... And also wrap your mind around this. No one on the globe that we were aware of at that time had ever run a four-minute mile or less. Let that sink in. Let the power of that paradigm sink in. And then let the power of the belief to be willing to challenge an inherited or learned mental map of the way things are and the way things should be. Roger Bannister was surrounded with people who said it cannot be done. And in fact, nobody among the best athletes in the world can do this. So this crazy guy says, I'm going to do this. He didn't just wake up one morning and say he's going to do it. He might've waken up one morning and thought, I'm going to give that a try, but he was going to have to train and he was going to have to be ready. Again, the lesson being, if you're going to change a paradigm, very rarely are you just going to wake up in the morning and, and just snap your fingers and poof, you have a new paradigm. You have to train towards it. You have to change the mind and allow the mind to be changed like Romans chapter 12 talks about. So then in May of 1954, if you were to read and research even more of the story, in a less than uh, perfect day of weather, Roger Bannister runs a mile in uh, three minutes and 59 seconds. I mean, he, he, he runs a four hour, 
I mean, a four or four hour, that would have been a really slow mile. He runs a four minute um, mile. Now, here's the crazy thing about that. Less than a week after he breaks the four minute barrier, another person breaks the mark, breaks the mark as well. And, and now, if you look at the history of running now, it's over thousands of runners who have run sub four minute miles. As a matter of fact, this past week, I was uh, looking at the news and there was a, there was, there was this, uh, marathon runner and, and I forget his last name, but I've been keeping up with it sort of in the background because Nike and some others had been experimenting with trying to break the two hour marathon mark. Think about that. Two hours to run 26.2 miles. And they, they broke it. They broke it. This past is about two weeks ago. I'm going to have my dates wrong. So it's just the other day, but it just recently happened. And, and the crazy thing about that is you have to run, I think, um, like four minutes and 58 seconds every mile. It's something like that to be able to break the two hour marathon mark. Now in that whole story, I know some of you might be fact checking some of the numbers and something like that. Everything's really, really, really tight. It's just a matter of seconds, but don't miss the point of the power of one person deciding that an artificial time limit, even when people said it was impossible, should be challenged. And he challenged an inherited or learned mental map of the way things are. He literally inherited a reality and he decided to change that reality. So I will ask you the question, what reality have you inherited or have you allowed to become your dominant way of thinking that needs to be changed? And remember, paradigms can even be in the corporate world, a paradigm of how your business is supposed to do do things, a paradigm of how certain techniques are supposed to be applied, a a paradigm of how you're supposed to lead employees, uh, a paradigm of how you're supposed to manage, a paradigm of how many hours in the day you're supposed to work. You are literally surrounded with paradigms in your life. And if you don't test them, they will rule you. So another story, and I shared this when I uh, did the podcast about giants, so I won't spend much time on it, but just remember the story of David and Goliath. Nobody in the Hebrew history had dared to even combat giants, especially the one you're most familiar with, which is Goliath. And then when you push later on into the Bible, into this uh, hard to say book of the Bible called First Chronicles, this is after David has killed Goliath, in First Chronicles chapter 11 and First Chronicles chapter 20, you start reading a list of people who it describes them as having killed giants. In other words, it took the Roger Bannister of giants to show other people that they could do the same thing. And so the power of that is you realizing that just to remember the topic of all of our podcasts, that there are no neutral moments. And in every moment, we might have to be thinking, what paradigm am I working in right now? And am I, is it time for me to shift to begin the work to shift a paradigm because somebody that I'm going to run into needs to see that a paradigm can be changed. I will remind you, for those of you who um, consider yourselves to be followers of Jesus or you're just a student of the Hebrew scriptures, whatever it might be, the book of the Bible called 2 Corinthians chapter 1 has has a couple of paragraphs about how it says you go through stuff, and I'm paraphrasing, I hope you go back and read it, 
It says you go through stuff so that you can learn the lessons and get the comfort that you need because there's somebody in your path later on who's going to need you to step into their life to comfort them because they're going through the same thing you're going through. Now, push that out a little bit and realize you can, you can use that same idea because you connect it with Romans chapter 12 that says we need to have our minds transformed that everything I'm going through is challenging belief systems and it's challenging and belief systems are really nothing more than paradigms. And so as I am having my paradigms affirmed or, or challenged and the need to be changed, there's going to be someone later on that's going to need me to help them through the paradigm busting in their own lives. You do not go through anything just for your benefit. Let that just completely sink in. It's a hard lesson, but it's a true lesson. You don't go through a thing in your life where the Lord is working to teach you, where you're learning something new about yourself and new about your paradigms. You don't go through anything just for you. There is no quote unquote, just neutral transition or change in your life. There's somebody you're going to need to step into their life and help them as well. Remember, paradigms give us security. They, they even give us belonging, as my good friend Dr. Kathy Cook talks about. They even define us. They give us our identity. They are very, very strong. They actually help us get our needs met in certain ways. That's why they're so hard to shift, because they challenge us. And so we're making it through this discussion about paradigms. I hope you are beginning to seriously consider the paradigms that are running and governing your life, and you'll be willing to challenge those paradigms. And so that's pretty much going to be the time we have for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I do ask that you would uh, be bold enough to share our link and to share our podcast. Maybe um, text a few of your friends, maybe text five or 10 of your friends and help us continue to build the audience. The audience is getting larger and larger And it's been an incredible thing. And we just need your help to continue to, quote unquote, build the brand. And so until uh, the next podcast, God bless you. Thanks again for listening. Remember, and it sometimes is a really hard thing to remember and to live by. There's not a a neutral moment uh, in the life that you're living today. So I hope you have a great day, a great week, and you're having a great fall. Take care.